0: Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers, hosted by me, Patrick, and my co-host Ruben, or Barefoot Farmer. Well, welcome to episode nine. We had our live Twitch stream last week with the gold campaign, which was a lot of fun. So for anyone who saw us there and is listening to the first time, welcome. And then for all our usual listeners, welcome, welcome. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a draft-focused podcast. Our goal is to help you and me, mostly me, get better at draft. We get into the nitty-gritty of the drafting process with a little meta-analysis and play tips thrown in. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So please give us a five-star rating or just like us. Literally, I'd be satisfied if you just like us. Um. And also, uh, just a reminder, and I'll say this several times throughout the podcast, we are collecting um, all our listeners seven win runs, non listeners too, actually really anyone, but I'm not sure how you would hear this pitch if you weren't (laughs) listening. Um, So if you have a seven win run that you would like to send in, you can send that in at farming at gmail.com. You can send that in as a screenshot or a exported deck list. Originally, we were asking for mostly screenshots, but now, if possible, could you send in an exported decklist? Because that really helps us with this new spreadsheet that we're working on to give us a little bit uh, more potential to analyze everyone's drafts. Okay, so now let's get right into it. Well, I guess let's not get into it. Let's just ask how you're doing, Ruben. How are you doing this week?
1: I'm good. The snow is finally melting, so I'm getting busy again, but... uh... I actually have made a point to do a lot of drafting, and I've, I'm having a ton of fun. I, I feel like the format's just—it's very satisfying. I haven't actually been doing well as turns of seven wins, though. Even though I've been—I've been climbing. I've been getting a lot of five and six threes, so I climbed steadily. I think I'm at like rank 30 or something right now. Um, <clears throat> although once you get up. <laughs> To those ranks, you you know you gain like two spots with a win, sometimes zero spots, so it can feel a little <laughs> unsatisfying. <laughs> so I, you, once you push up far enough, it's you really have to be dedicated and uh, spend more gold, maybe than I'm willing to at the moment, to to keep the train rolling. But I, yeah, I'm I'm having fun drafting. It's 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 been a I'm I'm going back to my roots of playing a lot of uh, weapon based. Aggressive decks too. For mm-hmm. some reason, they've just been open for me a lot, and yeah, I love them. They're really fun. Yeah, those. Yeah, uh, me
0: too. Those are definitely the decks that I continue to have the most success with.
1: Yeah, there's something just about nice about a simple game plan of playing a flyer and putting a weapon on it and then winning the game with it. <laughs> just you like, there's not a whole lot of hard decision making. It's like save removal spells for either. <clears throat> slowing down your opponent to win the race or clearing out their flying blocker potentially. And it just makes things easy. I I, I feel like I've been doing that since as far back as I can remember, at least the, the flying flyer game plan in drafting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick a weak, horrible flyer over a really solid ground unit. A lot of times for that reason.
0: Um, yeah, it was, uh, I just had, uh, this week, I drafted a uh, Karendin deck, which I was not super excited about, but one of the positive things it did have was it had a bunch of Illumination Wisps and a, a Life Drinker, the 4-1 weapon that gives lifesteal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that won that's, me a lot of games.
1: <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds very effective.
0: Yeah, I went 6-3 with it, and I, I could have won my seventh game. I had 10 turns to draw my time influence and I just couldn't do it. And then I needed to play a, um, a Bagon, and I just couldn't play it. And then, then they climbed up the board and I couldn't win. It was oh, sad. That's
1: the worst when you're on the edge of your seat, just waiting for the right power to come you're like anytime now. Yeah. I know that there's, there's one in here coming up. Sometimes they're all just clumped and hanging out together. Yeah. At the bottom of your deck. For seven-win-run
0: breakdown, uh, we're going to have sort of an abbreviated one this week. Um, It's actually two weeks' worth of decks, and so we have quite a lot of submissions that came in. Um, We've actually had 61 drafts um, sent in in the last two weeks, which has been great. So we're now at 172 drafts entered into the spreadsheet, which is pretty awesome. Like I said, Ben uh, Ben Grasher has taken over a lot of the spreadsheet
1: stuff. So is the third member of the Farmy Eternal crew. The,
0: here are the new people. Misty Wimple Stitskin, I guess. Uh, Adam G, Fang Warb, Abed, Abednego, Sizzle Steam, John J, Kent M, Zuta, and Zach D, and our veteran contributors are Raven Dragon, Ruben, me, um, Aloran44, Ben Grasher, Dwiggy, your soulmate, Caruthers, Gaonan, Jose Carlos2121, and Rofer. So thank you everyone for sending in deck lists. You're uh, all helping make this spreadsheet possible. So what we've done is, so far we only have the last 47 decks entered into this new spreadsheet that we're working on but this new spreadsheet can tell us things like top commons and stuff so of those 47 decks the last 47 decks and all the factions are pretty similar like there's of those 47 decks time has uh 31 of them have time 31 of them have shadow 28 of them have justice so they're all pretty it's not it's not very skewed so what do you think the top three
1: uh, commons are? All, all around? All faction? Yeah. The top, uh, the absolute top three, I would say. Conflagrate? For sure. Gotta be the number one. Nope. No? Oh, man. Finest Hour? No. Nope. I feel like, wow, really? Yeah. Finest Hour is surprisingly low. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm just thinking of the ones that I want to see personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is counting Defiance and... Yes. Right? Though these
0: okay. are all um, Defiance cards.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that helps me narrow it down a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was giving you a little hint.
1: Because I, w- I would have guessed Barrel Through over Finest Hour then. <laughs> I don't know. But if it's more common, it, like the I guess the draft packs are a little more diluted, so you're yeah. less likely to see a Finest Hour. It's true. O- okay, so <clears throat> I need to recalibrate into thinking about what the most popular most common versus the best maybe mighty strikes i do see it quite a bit karendon steward karendon steward's on there okay yeah i feel like that's all right that's number two i feel like that one is seen a lot um
0: yeah but remember it's not just you see it a lot it's you see it a lot and it wins a
1: lot in the seven win right uh oni forge master (laughs) <laughs> no oh um i feel like one of these is going to be super obvious um so what did you say conflagrate's not in that top three
0: no conflagrate of in our 47 decks that we've analyzed so far is number 10 wow okay okay yeah, i'll give you a hit all right number one is a time card and number three is a justice card
1: i don't know i'm i'm really it's the justice
0: is the hardest one
1: fall short Uh, fall short is number three
0: yeah there's of the so of the 47 decks 28 of them had justice in it and of those 28 justice decks there were 20 fall shorts
1: holy cow yeah that's that's quite a good yeah yeah that's a really good result so then, number one is Infused Guardian. Uh, ah, yeah. I, I was not thinking deep down the curve enough.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, an Infused Guardian, um, of the 31 decks that had time, there were 28 Infused Guardians. So almost,
1: almost one all per decks time decks. deck. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, of that, in this faction, the best card sort of, there's one that stood head and shoulders above the rest. And that is Coastal Beastmaster. Yeah, my boy. Yeah. I love there that were, card. There were 15 Ixtin decks, and 19 Coastal Beastmasters represented in those 15 decks.
1: Yeah, it's so critical. I, I picked that card way higher than a lot of people do, I think. So <laughs> it great. was the only
0: card that was on average... There were more than one per, per deck for decks that could support that card
1: nice man i'm excited to see how these numbers if they hold up as we get more people
0: yeah uh, and we can. we're slowly because a lot of our original decks like i said um we had to uh we got we have deck lists so we're or we have screenshots so we're converting those to deck lists so that we can then add them to the spreadsheet oh nice sneak peek quick sneak peek what do you think top two fire commons top two fire commons yeah in
1: the seven wins yeah in order which means you're not gonna get it right now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're not gonna get it, man it's like I, I actually just went through like all of the cards recently so it, it should it should be easy but i was uh, focusing on bad cards um I mean, yeah. for me for me, it's just Forge master and Configrate are my two, so I don't know if that's that's number that's... two is Conflagrate.
0: so okay. there's one card that was represented more than Conflagrate in um the thirty one fire decks
1: All right, hit me with it I, I I can't
0: welding torch
1: welding torch out of the draft packs right yeah, nice, pretty interesting that is interesting all right, well I mean. I'm not surprised. That card is incredibly powerful. <laughs> it should be picked highly. But it's also helping these decks win games, I'm sure. Yeah, so cool. and so I think we're going
0: to end there um, for this week on the 7-win uh, deck analysis. Um, you can definitely check out the spreadsheets, which will be linked in the show notes, which will show like what factions are doing the best and stuff. But I'm hoping that this week we can get a few more deck lists added in, so that we'll we'll have a bigger sample size than um, just 47 decks. Because we do have, you know, like I said, 170 decks right now um, to look at. So I think once we get more of those decks in, we'll do a, a maybe a whole show topic on this, and then from then on we can sort of continue to talk about trends and stuff like we've been doing with the 7-win decklist breakdown.
1: Awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah. (laughs) That's going
0: to be fun. All right. So this week, uh, this is Ruben's main topic. Um, He wanted to talk about bad cards in draft. So he went through all the commons and uncommons.
1: In defiance.
0: In defiance, yes. And put down... All the cards he felt were unplayable in a list,
1: and we're going to go through them and talk about them. I want to make it extra contentious, too. Get, stoke some flames for some arguments. I, I actually don't know if it's going to be contentious or not. I mean, <laughs> this is mostly just having played enough to see that these cards aren't represented in winning decks. <laughs> these are car- cards that I have yet to really lose games to, or uh see do well in general so uh, obviously it's going to be a little bit based on my personal experience so you know every, anybody who's had success with some of these stuff some of this uh the, the things on this list feel free to chime in and tell me i'm wrong i'm cool with that yeah the other thing is since i think we
0: have like pretty similar draft styles there <laughs> might be fewer contention <laughs> I don't know yeah. if anything we do is very contentious, but...
1: Yeah, not not between us, I don't think, but... <laughs> I, I'm relying on the listeners to come at me. Yeah. All right, well, this first one... I don't know how contentious this is. It's uh, Meltdown. Well, we're going to start with the fire cards, and the first one I came to was Meltdown, <clears throat> which is a zero-cost spell killing an enemy attachment. And it's it's not fast. It's just slow, so... This is very situational because there's there's plenty of decks out there that don't run any attachments. Um, a, a good number of them, to be honest. A, a, enough of them that you don't want to be ever putting this <laughs> in your deck. Uh, I think it would be borderline playable if it was fast, just for the potential to knock out equipment in combat. Um, but as it is, yeah, don't touch this card. <clears throat> I don't
0: know. Have you have you played it yet? <laughs> I've never played it. I've okay. had it played against me uh, once or twice. It's always I, yeah, very shocking. I you got to wonder how many that.
1: times it it wasn't played against you too. It just sat in the opponent's hand, yeah. and it was just, and then they concede, and you have no idea that they just had like two meltdowns in there. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this next one, I, I think, I still don't understand this card. I don't understand why it exists. Um, is Cautious Traveler which is a 2-2 two, two for 1 and can't attack and you, you can't attack unless you control a sentinel um, <clears throat> I think this is in the running of the worst uncommon of all the uncommons in this set mm-hmm. at the moment because uh, <laughs> the 2-2 two, two for 1 that only blocks is just useless that is just I, I can't imagine a deck that even if you have sentinels you would want to bother playing this because it it literally sits there and blocks and blocks poorly until you manage to pull off a sentinel which most of them the earliest ones are starting at four with the large large majority of them not arriving to power level five or six so yeah you don't want to be wasting a draw a card in your hand on this thing
0: Yeah, the other thing I don't understand about this card, and I'm not saying it would be playable under this situation, is Primal doesn't have any Sentinels, which is what you would be the deck you would most likely be playing it in in Fire Time.
1: This is in Fire. Oh, you're talking about in the Fire Primal decks? No, Fire Time Primal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no other
0: Praxis. You want to play this with Time, right? Yeah. But there's no other Praxis color except for Genev. Right. And so it just seems weird to put this like this is a Praxis card, but we're in a three faction set. So like, why not put a card like this in a set that's like two faction focused, with one of those factions being uh, Praxis?
1: Man, even if it was, I just can't imagine this being playable. Even if you had the most streamlined, low curve Sentinel lists, you still don't want to waste a early drop on this thing, it doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> it plays terrible defense and that's all it's gonna do. Um, but anyway, that's that's Cautious Traveler. I think that we might have another uncommon later that, that contends with it, but for now it's the reigning worst uncommon. And next up is a common at re- with Research Assistant, and that is a 1-1 one, one for 1. And you can pay 2 to sacrifice it and get plus 3 power. And also, it has a summon effect where you get time or primal influence. Um, and I know this one might be... There might be some disagreement about being included in this list. I think it's bad. I just don't think that... So if if you're using it to potentially ramp... If you want to ramp, you, you see Awaken the Ages coming open frequently and stuff. So it... it, it even if you, you need extra ramp for something potentially broken, this is barely doing it for you. And it's costing you, ultimately, three power to get that extra small power boost. For um, one turn, too. Right, yeah. Yep. And also, for as far as the fixing argument goes, I think you really are getting desperate to be playing this to fix your deck. I think you, you can... Like Isomorphic said, there's tons of fixing to go around, and you really don't don't want to be relying on a card like this to help fix. It's better just to not play this card all around, I think.
0: Yeah. This is one of the uh, first cards that we definitely have had decks sent in that have had research assistance. So there are people out there who are playing this and having success with it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe sometimes you just needed one extra... S- sort of playable card, which I, I I guess it kind of fits the bill as like a 1-1 Stranger, essentially, but I, that's not what you want to be doing in this yeah. form, format, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the one
0: deck that I do remember said that they were using it, it to go turn 3 Ava, which sounds pretty good.
1: Oh, yeah, with the, with the Tribute trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if, if you're trying to trigger Tribute, in some rare cases absolutely but that yeah I, and it helps
0: f- you get the double primal early for for her too which is good
1: there are i'm um, fringe examples i think where this card's
0: so are. would you play a card that was zero power gain one power this turn
1: no i don't know very unlikely yeah and yeah i like i like phrasing it that way cuz if you think of it that way it's like this doesn't feel like it's... I mean, it's a temporary boost to your power, too. It's not like Awaken the Ages, which is playing it depleted, and you've got that extra power boost throughout the rest of your game. Like, this is just a single-time-use power boost. Yeah, it's... I don't think you want to ever use this specifically for ramping, that's for sure. Okay, next. All right, next up is an uncommon, Plunder, which is uh, pay two to exhaust... He exhausts one of your units to draw two treasure troves. Yeah, I I just have never seen this card do anything. I I feel like I've seen people play it before, and it was always like, "Wow, yes, <laughs> that was their play on turn three or whatever." That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like because it's if you break it down, you're you're paying six and exhausting a unit to draw two cards, <laughs> um, and using a card. It's so. it's really yeah not not how you want to trigger renown either you want to be finding better ways to do that as well and obviously not how you want to draw cards um it's got really cool artwork though i like that treasure chasing dragon storyline of cards is really fun yeah yeah, the the card itself is bad i would not play it
0: and yeah okay see i guess i'm playing i'm playing the the voice of the people here all right because I've never played the card, but <laughs> I do see very good drafters sometimes play this like elusive soft foot burglar plunder style deck.
1: Yeah, well, you see, I did I didn't include soft foot burglar in the bad cards list here because yeah. I I actually think that card is fringely good enough a lot of times mm-hmm. and and can pull its own weight. Um, and plunder, you don't think plundering plunders, that on turn two is like? You still, well, you just have a handful of treasure troves, and then, so you've got your you're one totally one. set up. You've got your 1-1 one, one sitting there. It's like a bad district infantry, and you still have to spend all of your power every turn to, like, draw one card, you know? It's just really not good. It's oh. a terrible tempo play for yeah. you. And, and if you're playing a control deck and you wanted to draw cards, you have so many better ways to do that to keep yeah. your eyes open for that Plunder isn't even an option to me
0: okay
1: but yeah anyway so let's move on we've got the next one up another we're still in fire mind you uh ruckus rouser and i don't think this one's going to get much argument from anyone uh this is a two two for four <clears throat> which is terrible <laughs> uh but it has an ability of renown you get power equal to double the cost of whatever triggered the renown whether it's spell or attachment um, I've never actually played against this card, um, because I, I feel like everybody just kind of inherently can see how bad it is because our deck that's trying to trigger renown is not a deck that's wanting to ramp almost always like the, the two rarely converge. Um, maybe if you had like a ton of changey sticks, there's, I don't know. No, it still doesn't even make sense because it wouldn't even help you. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Renowned decks don't really need to ramp, and a two-two for four is a complete waste of a slot in your deck. Um, you want something that has much greater impact. So yeah, I, I don't think you should ever play this card, or um, I don't even think you should try to make it <laughs> work. Yeah, no, I
0: think a <coughs> four-minute two-two
1: that's situational
0: is a dangerous <laughs> card to put in your deck.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so Ruckus Rouser, not too contentious. The next one, I think, is, because we actually talked about this in an episode, how people had said they had success with this, is uh, Spitfire, which is a four-power relic, and you can pay four to deal one damage to anything. Um, and it's just, I don't think this has... a a game plan or a type of archetype in this format that it fits in. I just can't understand it. And I, I've still never seen it in action <laughs> to be fair. I haven't tried it, but I just don't think it's, it's can work. Um, it's not good in the relic deck because the relic decks are rarely fire based. Um, it's not a good payoff for slow or, you know, the ramp decks either. So I just don't think it has a fit. Um, and it just really—it has no immediate impact on the game at all. It like doesn't come with a, like a unit with the body or something. I would rather be playing a Ruckus Rouse over Spitfire in some decks. Where you're like, oh, I just need one more unit. Here we go. Where's Spitfire? I don't know. I I just can't imagine a deck that.
0: Yeah, well, like <laughs> I said when I made this my card of the week, I have I have played it before and it did kill a few X ones. So. I still, I, yeah, I don't know if it's unplayable, but the fact that you never see it <laughs> does, maybe does le- something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does lean you towards that direction, yeah, um, all right, we, get, we still got another fire card, um, fire for the record had the most, um, bad commons and uncommons, um, <clears throat> and this one is sun scorched elemental, and that is a six cost six two with Reckless, so it has to attack every turn. And it has Renown, Draw 2, Flame fangs, which are the 3-1 Reckless, 1-drops. And I think this this card is just way too slow to ever be good. And it it just doesn't fit into any of the deck archetypes, similar to Spitfire. It's just, it's really slow, and you can just block it with a Stranger. And even if you don't, the the renowned effect of drawing the two flame fangs is is rarely game breaking and just it's just it's costs too much all around like six power for six power you want to be playing you know something big like like a bear you know the five five flying bear or something like <laughs> um, so yeah that that finishes off fire I don't know if you've played or seen sunscorched Elemental I
0: have never played or seen this card
1: all I know is the flame fangs die to spitfire. Um, so now we'll move on into time. Time, actually, this is crazy. Only had two, which so we went through seven cards in fire and time. To me, only there were only two that really shined as as making the bad card list. <clears throat> the first one here is uh, unearth the past, which is the zero cost draw relic from the void. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do this, like I wouldn't play this card ever. It, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's slow. Like this whole cycle of the pay zeros. I think this this cycle of cards are all terrible, <clears throat> almost universally. I am yeah, I would be hesitant to ever put this in a deck. It doesn't do anything for you because even if you had the say the Arachnidon Egg Wormstone decks and stuff, it still isn't really. Playing the right role in that deck, because uh, you know, with eggs, it's already going to be delayed until they they pop, and then it's in your graveyard, and you're like, oh, now I can play zero for the chance of getting another four four after another three trigger. You know, there's uh, there's very few situations where this card is good, and and also it's like the definition of a situational card. Yeah,
0: could I interest you in a heavy relic weapon deck? <laughs>
1: Heavy relic weapon? What does that exist?
0: I don't know. You could be there's some there's some relic weapons in justice.
1: Yeah, I'm sure somebody's made this card do something. Yeah. Um, so so I, I will appreciate hearing anybody's tales of unearthing the past for the win. But in general, I'm going to suggest you don't draft this card. Okay. Uh, the next one should probably not. Be a surprise to anyone is a sustaining harp. I just this is another card I'm like baffled by its existence. Uh, you pay two, it, it costs two, um, and you gain two life, and you can amplify it for two. Um, yeah, I, this just feels like a really horrible fog, basically, a really expensive one too to actually mitigate enough damage. Um, and and also the. The argument about you know triggering wormstones or something—it's like play anything else <laughs> to trigger your wormstones. This is terrible. Uh, I think this is in the running for worst uncommons with uh with cautious traveler that we covered earlier. All right, Uh so that's it for time. That that's all I I, I could find as far as really bad. It shows you how deep time goes. That it has that many like truly playable cards across the board in defiance. Um. <coughs> Pretty impressive, actually. Once I kind of looked at everything, <clears throat> the next we're gonna move into justice. The first one is Endure, and this is this is the once again the zero costing cycle. Uh, give a unit invulnerable to damage this turn. This card is a major trap because it's not a fast spell. As you'll if you read it, you think it it should be. When you look at it, you're like, oh, obviously this is fast because otherwise it would be pointless oh no it's pointless like it (laughs) it's actually a slow spell uh and it wouldn't be playable even if it was fast in my opinion like it just has no impact it doesn't trade up or pump your guys it doesn't do anything so yeah stay away from this cycle of cards they're just fodder i don't know they were just trying to fill out their card numbers for this set or something (laughs) Yeah. I mean bad cards have to exist obviously where i'm not I'm not saying any of these cards need to be changed or buffed necessarily or whatever i'm this is just purely for us as players to know not to play this uh the next one this one I might might get some dissent is a chancellor's horn, which is the injustice, the two cost relic, and you empower and gain one armor and after the fifth use. You draw a unit with more health than power. Um, I feel like, like I wrote here, if you if you end up in some weird universe um, or you have have a just justice relics matters deck, I, I have never seen this happen before. Maybe you play this, um, but yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I
0: feel like this is the card that. Um streamers always complain that chat is always telling them to draft.
1: <laughs> the Chancellor's horn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, it 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 takes way too long to to trigger. It's after the 5th use. I mean, if it was even the 3rd use, it would still probably be bad. But having it not trigger until the 5th use makes it so that it's such a delayed effect. And and you know, I mean there I've seen people kind of do funny things with this where they play, you know, you play lost scrolls or something. But I mean, really, why are you playing all of these bad cards just to like potentially draw one of your guys from your deck? Like it doesn't even put it in play. It just draws it like it's that's it's not good. <clears throat> oh, so we can move on from Chancellor's Horn to our next justice card, which is Smith. And that is the three cost two, two, the empower gain one armor. Um, And I think this one, there is a caveat where like you sometimes you just have, you're desperate for units and you just needed to get one more unit to put weapons on or something. And it'll fill the bill bill for that, fit the bill for that. Um, But this is such a bad rate, like a two two for three in this format at the moment when everybody's playing bannermans and strangers and it's it's just not doing its job. It's not blocking well or attacking well or doing anything. yeah the, the empower effect is also kind of pointless. yeah
0: yeah, the only thing I can, I have to say about this card is the first time I played it, I assumed it had flying. <laughs> it was very Cause it was very. Is it a rotor
1: Smith, cause it, like ro- something with rotor in the name doesn't that? They're usually like ornithosal. it implies
0: flying. I think yeah. with rotor. And then also it's a three cost
1: two two. Obviously right. it has flying. As a as a three cost two two with this effect, it would be it wouldn't be like the best common in the set, but it would be like up there with the quite playable picked ones. But yeah, it it doesn't so it's bad. <laughs> Uh, the next one we've we've covered before. I had it as my card of the card of the week at one point as uh, Seraph's Beacon, and this is the three-cost relic where you summon a district infantry, which are the the one ones that empower for plus two. And when you attack with three or more units, you play a depleted justice sigil from your deck. And I think uh, we don't need to go too much into why I think this card is bad, but there's very few fringe cases where you really want this, which would be like a crossover between this, you know, scavenge and empower type decks where you have lots of lots of guys to help trigger it and also, you know, wagoneers and some of your empowered units and stuff. But I, I think those are actually hard to pull together pretty prop- properly. So I just would typically always stay away from this card until maybe you know for certain that you have the ability to make use of it in, like, Pack 4. Yeah, but then you probably won't see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't count on this card coming around or anything. But what I will
0: say, the one thing... This is, I think, the one card on this list that you, I think, as a player, we don't think you should draft it, but you need to be prepared for it. Because some people will draft it, and they will have... That deck come together for them and they will be hitting you with an Oni Ronin, a district infantry, and a district infantry on turn four and wreck you if you don't have a plan for it.
1: Yeah. So, if you don't draw one of your Jotun hurlers. Yeah. <laughs> to just end their right. like, crush their dreams. Um all right, so that's it for Justice. They're just four in Justice. Not quite as good as the just the two in time, but Okay, a lot more unplayable cards than we expected. So we're going to stop there
0: and then we'll finish this off next time. All right, so now on to our draft segment. This is another draft by your soulmate. He's our most consistent contributor um, and saves me from having to sit at my computer and draft so I can continue to draft on my phone, which is a great help. If anyone else would like to contribute a draft, um, all you need to do is take some screenshots, uh, at the bare minimum, I would take screenshots of your first six picks in pack one and two and send them over. And, um, if you take a screenshot on your phone, since we can't see the deck list, um, also please include the picks, but yeah, and then you can send that to farming eternal at gmail.com. So let's get into the draft. So pack one, pick one. Cards of contention are Red Canyon Smuggler, Makeshift Barrier, and Coastal Beastmaster. And your soulmate took Red Canyon Smuggler. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, this is a pretty straightforward pick. And one of the things that um, I didn't mention in the 7-win draft list analysis thing is of the um, 47 decks that we analyzed... 25% 25% of them had markets, which seems like, uh, was a very surprising number to me. I know markets are powerful, but it seems like there is a high correlation to doing well and having a market.
1: Yeah, it's worth noting. I think that they're incredibly powerful. Um, I, I would, I, I do have one I, I'd like to share really briefly. One of my recent seven win drafts. I know I told you about this, but I managed to pick up these, the Zenin smuggler, um, The ambush guy and I had a auto the insistent automaton that allows you to put another unit back into your hand. And so I had that in my market and I, I would play the smuggler and then next turn I would play the automaton bouncing the smuggler back to my hand and then later on smuggling again for another high impact card like smuggling away one of my power. It was just it felt super filthy because I had I also had like a honey pot and stuff in my um, market which was typically my second fetch so I'd like snag the automaton and then I just thought that was a cool combo to <laughs> I don't know, keep your eye out for if you manage to get uh, an uh, insistent automaton for your to go with one of your merchants yeah that is definitely a combo so
0: I think not much to say there
1: yeah red he took the red canyon smuggler not only is it a smuggler it's the best smuggler the okay. double damage guy.
0: So, he's in Rakano right now. Um, <laughs> Probably. So, pack, uh, pack one, pick two. Cards in contention. There's a Shaluk Captain, which is the rare, six-cost, primal, primal, five-five. It is flying, and your other primal units get plus one, plus one. There's a Loyal Falcon, which is the four-cost, justice, justice, two-four, flying endurance pledge. Um... There is a Frost Wave, an Oni Forge Master, and a Mob Roll. So this is a pretty good pack.
1: Yeah, this is actually a fascinating pick, and he ended up taking Loyal Falcon. Yes. And, I, man, I I want to say that's the right pick. Part, part of me is like, yeah, that card is really reliably strong. And another part of me has to think, oh, man, does the person passing to him just not like like primal at all like a five five flyer for six is also pretty attractive and then also Frostwave wave is really incredible i think that card has been top notch in almost all the decks i've played i feel like it it once we break down the the seven win run decks i feel like frost wave is going to be the most one of the most commonly seen uncommons if i had to guess yeah. Um, I, I feel like that, that card just wins games <laughs> on the spot so many times.
0: And what's really surprising is this pack has... Someone took a common. So, yeah, well,
1: I don't know what <laughs> what common is better than these. Two.
0: So, I guess, like, the only thing I could assume is
1: conflagrate, Or
0: maybe. maybe, if they were not me, Infused Guardian.
1: Yeah, I but, guess. Yeah, the Guardian is a pet card for a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the Falcon pick. Um, I, I feel like it's 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 kind of tough, but he has the Red Canyon Smuggler. I'm sure that was the in in his it mind kind of yeah. the the deal breaker. He was like probably on the fence. I would imagine between the Five Five Flyer <laughs> for six because yeah. I, I think that card is is a bomb. There's no reason to call it anything else. Yeah, it, it can. Just beat down and win the game pretty easily on its own. Um, Falcon can too, though, especially with the right supporting cast of cards. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think it being justice probably pushed it towards loyal Falcon here. Yeah, though I think I would have taken the Shaluk Captain. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Just just assumed primal was open right off the bat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you know, like we say, I think just in a vacuum, Shaluk Captain's a stronger card than Loyal Falcon. And and you know it's just it's pick two, we're still picking the the best cards. Right. Okay, so pick three. (laughs) Cards in contention, there's a fire fire main lioness, which is the two fire, two two, amplify two, play a one one wildcat with charge. There's an asanthus outrider, a power breach sentinel, and an aerial spotter. And they took the fire main lioness.
1: Yeah, this, this pick is interesting, because, I, I mean, the power level difference between Power Breach Sentinel and main Lioness is, is just massive for me. Um, and, and, you know, like we've talked about with, especially when we went through Isomorphic's drafting strategy, how he stays open really late, and in, even in, into pack two, um, to find out what colors are really going to be flowing properly. Um I I I think this is still too if for me too early in a draft to pick a much weaker card right um, because of color considerations. I think it's it's too soon to pass up a Power Breach Sentinel to me. That 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 card's a top top tier common for me. Uh-huh. And do you think the fact that
0: you kind of have a feeling, you know, you got a Salute Captain is there no world where you're taking a Santa's Outrider?
1: <laughs> if you had the, if you had picked the the captain, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, I still think
0: you'd still take the power breach.
1: I, I yeah, I, I have been trying to be a good <laughs> methodical drafter recently and really yeah. stick stick with uh, holding off on putting all my, you know, eggs in one basket or assu- assuming that this is the way I have to draft. Right um it's yeah i think it's it's just too early so yeah i i would have taken the sentinel oh. hmm,
0: interesting yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i might have just gambled on the
1: Asanthas outrider
0: but who knows
1: yeah, if you had been following your your salute captain up
0: yeah okay so pick 4 so remember they have they have the red canyon smuggler a loyal falcon a firemane lioness and then going into pick four, cards in contention are the New Order Watchwing, which is the six Justice Justice four four, flying, um, renown. Play a relic weapon with power and toughness equal to the cost of the spell or weapon. There's a conflagrate, a curator spear, and a curator spear, and they took the New Order Watchwing.
1: Yeah, interesting. I, I, I think the watch wing has come down for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in my est- estimation, I I, 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 see the card still from time to time, and it's it's still good in the right decks. Um, I, I just am a big fan of conflagrate. Um, <laughs> you being, are being able to, yeah, being able to take out their either their early pressure or. Late game helping to spread the love. I, I think it's close though. I, I do think New Order Watchwing can be an easy card to break in a lot of decks, and and with the way their draft has been going, it's not it's not bad. He's got a smuggler. He's got a falcon. He's got the lioness. Just following it up with another solid unit in his yeah. colors. So yeah, I, I, I can I can see where they were coming from with the pick, and I don't. I'm not going to say it was incorrect. This this might be come down to your bias. <laughs> yes. Because I, 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 I'm a big fan of Conflagrate because I draft hyper-aggressive decks where Watch Wings have no fit for me, whereas Conflagrate does uh, fit in both slower and aggressive decks. So that, that I guess that might be more my reasoning.
0: Yeah. So then uh, pick five. Cards in Contention... Are a Dune painter and a token of ambition, and they took the Dune painter.
1: That's yeah, pretty weak looking pack, huh? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still a consuming greed and Lethrae, Courtier. Those are those are both good cards. Courtier, I know a lot of people like. Um, yeah, it feels like this this draft is kind of. Um, some sometimes this is just the angle you take. You you kind of lock in your your colors really quickly because you, you draft he drafted, you know, some really powerful cards right off the bat with the Red Canyon Smuggler and the Falcon. So he's probably feeling pretty pressured to stick with those rather than to branch out into completely awkward off color. Yeah, strategy. and I mean in the last pack,
0: you know, New Order, Watchwing, and Conflagrate are both really strong cards. And so you just have to be feeling good going into pick five. When in pick four you saw those two cards that you're in the right colors. And then to see this pack, you're just like, oh, maybe this was just a bad pack. You know, so I could see kind of just like sticking with your guns for this pack and picking the Dune Painter. I think there's a there's an argument for token of ambition, yeah. especially because there has been not a lot, but you know, a couple good shadow cards being passed. So I wouldn't rule that color combination out yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so next cards in contention: there's a porcelain mask, a starved vorlunk, and a be gone. And I only mentioned the starved War lunk because they picked the starved war lunk um, interesting yeah
1: yeah what what would you have picked here the porcelain mask or be gone yeah I mean I guess I don't even know what I would have picked <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard to to you know break off and because because he's definitely he's not staying open. And in, in, in my eyes, he's kind of like zoned in on these colors like, ooh, these colors seem like they're open. I'm going to just, yeah, you know, hammer through it and just pick all of the best cards that kind of fill, fit the bill. And, and Starved Forlunk is probably the most likely, I mean, Primal's the color, Primal and Shadow are the two options for yeah. mix, mixing easily with uh, his Rakano cards thus yeah. far. So, I, yeah, I, I'm sure that's why Star Vor- Vorlunk looked more appealing. Because I think in a vacuum, probably Porcelain Mask is a little bit of a better card. And even Be Gone Yeah. also. But, I, I are think there are, are good cards in those time decks. Yeah, but if I, you, you pick the Vorlunk, I think that's fine. There were not a lot of, of other options. There's a Spitfire there. Could... Yeah, there's a Spitfire. <laughs> All right, then, yes. Okay,
0: so then this is pick Seven, right cards in contention? There's a Makeshift Barrier, a Forgeborn, and a Bleak Basin Guide. So again, not a lot of great cards in, your, in uh, their colors. Um, there's also a Pack Beast and a Runic Protector for time cards, and uh, what you called the Unplayable Steely Resolve. <laughs> yeah, so, but they just,
1: they just picked the Makeshift Barrier, which goes in every deck. So. Yeah,
0: which is a, a fine card. Yeah, I have
1: an easy pickup.
0: I have won a couple games with Forgeborn uh, recently in a deck. I'm not as low on that card as I was at one time, uh, but yeah, again, it's it's really interesting because like he got past so many powerful cards early, and then now nothing <laughs> nothing seems to be going on in in their yeah, draft. Uh,
1: the last three picks have been pretty uninspiring, but I think Makeshift berry is a fine card yeah um i actually had a a situation today where i played i managed to get an oni samurai down on turn one on the play even and i got two triggers and and they both went on makeshift barrier which just feels so bad because makeshift barrier is a transformation effect so if you get i played it as a two seven and then i'm sitting there like oh no this is <laughs> this just doesn't work. And I needed it to be flying to actually start chipping away at them. Yeah. Um, to get through their ground blockers. So yeah, it just transformed into a two two. Feels feels wrong. It feels like it should be transforming into a four four, but <laughs> that's the way it, that's the way the mechanic works.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I begone um the a whirly twirly and it goes into their hand as a whirly twirly and then they play a whirly
1: twirly. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. I was just, I was that's, a little surprised. It's
1: one of the cool things that can happen in a digital card game, yeah. too. I love
0: it. Okay. So, rounding out this pack, they pick up an improvised club, a crystal dirk, a sand crawler, steely resolve, and endure. So, once again, not really a clear signal from the rest of this pack either. They're solidly in um, Rakano here, and they have a. Uh, Four or five really good Rakano cards going into pack two. Um, cards in contention are on the hunt. There's a rusty Grenamotive. There's a district infantry and a mithril mace. Um, and they took the district infantry.
1: Yeah, this is uh, one of the few picks that I've disagreed with, with uh Your soulmate in general. They're, I think they're a great drafter. This, this one, I, I feel like is an easy grandemotive for me. I think that card is so strong, and (laughs) I mean a two four for three is a perfectly great rate in the current format. It kind of blanks a bunch of cards. It blocks all of the three three for threes, which there are many of. All the strangers, it keeps them back. Um, it, It even attacks through a lot of things, and uh and the the ability to ramp up is quite relevant in a lot of games <clears throat> really good for you know getting your uh changey sticks up to seven and stuff too <laughs> yeah I, I think that card has pulled its weight in all the decks i played and i usually pick it pretty highly what do you think about on the hunt the, the, I, don't that like the cart... yeah, I don't know that's like the card hellhound yeah i i can't figure it out it
0: hurts so badly when your opponent plays it on turn one, but I feel like when I just look at the card, I I think it should be a bad card. Do you know what I mean? It like if it reads like a bad card to me because it's costing you sort of two, two cards. Yeah. yeah, but man, it, <laughs> turn two four four really does hurt.
1: Oh yeah, it's I think it's a fine card. I I think that it's. You know, baseline, pretty playable. I don't think... I don't like it as much as I like Granomotive here. um, Just because Granomotive kind of is a little more reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the hunt, just being a delayed... Especially if you're in a top-deck war and you draw it, and you're like, okay, well, next turn I'm drawing something good. <laughs> when sometimes you just need to have that unit right then. <clears throat> but, you know, it's an investment of... 3 power for a 4-4 four, four haste. 4-4 four, four charge. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's not really that bad. Um, I, 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 do, I do disagree with the infantry pick, though. I would have picked on the hunt over a district infantry. Yeah. To be honest, I think that on the hunt's way better.
0: Yeah, and it's like too early, I think, to be worrying about low drops and stuff like that just yet.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, district infantry isn't going to make your deck broken by yeah. any means. Whereas Rusty Granimotive actually has a card that can... Uh, set up some insane plays and also plays great defense, potentially. Alright, so now um, pack
0: two, pick two. Cards in contention. There's an ancient defense, which is the four fire fire. When you play a sentinel, it gets plus two attack. Summon, deal three damage to an enemy relic. There's a twin barrel, which is the three fire, plus zero, plus zero weapon that gives your unit double damage and there's a Stone Scar Magus. So again, some he's continuing this uh weak pack.
1: Yeah, for for me, I, I feel like I like ancient defenses slightly better. Even for the argument that say so Twin Barrel and Ancient Defenses, neither of them particularly stand out as something that's gonna positively make your main deck no matter what. Yeah. And if you go back to the beginning of this draft, he's got the uh, Ricano Smuggler, the Red Canyon Smuggler, right? And of these two cards, which one I, I'd be rather pulling out of my market? Definitely the Burn spell. Basically, the four damage for four four power for three damage is actually quite relevant. Um, so I feel like pulling that out of your market as your turn four follow up play to a Smuggler sounds pretty great. Um, at the bare minimum, if not just maybe playable enough to make your deck
0: yeah you know I was um, this is I think another one of those areas where I would have made a pick and then gotten immediately punished in the next pick because you know I put the stone scar magus on here because you know he had gotten at the end of pack one a bunch of shadow cards I think this is a pretty good shadow card I'm not actually as high on agent defense as you are and I'm not as high as twin barrel as your soulmate is. Um, so. And then there's no other really great cards. So I might have picked the stone. Scarmagus. Just to like. Still feeling out that final color. Um, but again. They took the twin barrel. So then we go into the next pack. Which is pack two pick. Or the next pick. Which is pack two pick three. And the cards that you touch in Are a Calderon gunsmith. And a changey stick. Yeah, it,
1: this, this one, there's no debate about this one.
0: Yeah, and a Valkyrie or <laughs> but it's still yeah. a changey stick.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, changey stick is great.
0: Yeah, and so then I would be like, okay, well, I guess my third color is not Shadow. It <laughs> is Primal.
1: Yeah, likely. <laughs> I don't think Stone Scar Magus was a card that's going to draw you into <laughs> shadow. No, no, and, yeah, I don't and think At that he... point he'd only had the the club, I think was the only shadow card. Yeah, there. I know, but there were some good shadow, you know, like you could just
0: like if you're not really playing the other fire cards, you might as well have a shadow card and mm-hmm. if in pack 4 shadow becomes open, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's true. But he he just yeah. took the changey there.
0: Yep. And then, so, pack two, pick four, cards in contention, there's a Peacekeeper's Helm, a Huru Banner, a Stalwart Shield, and an Argent Port Stranger. And they took the
1: Peacekeeper's Helm. Yeah, that's a. this one's also a very easy pick, too, I think. Yeah. Um, Peacekeeper's Helm is uh, one of the premier commons, I think. Yeah. I have a feeling that in our in our breakdown of 7-win deck lists in the future, we're going to see that that card is, is highly represented Yeah, 7-win decks. Yeah, I, and I don't know if this is...
0: Maybe you'd probably say this is too early, but the one thing I have is, you know, you do have a lot of double influence cards. So I don't know if that would... You know, you have your two double justice influence cards. So
1: you do want to start... Picking, um, fixing eventually. He does want to start thinking about it. Yeah. And now especially now that he has another reason to dip out of uh Ricano. Because he's really only picked Ricano cards thus far. Don't um, forget the Star Warlunk. Well yeah, the Star like And now the changey stick is yeah. Is yeah, makes the banner look a little better here. It's a Huru banner. Um <clears throat> For those of you following. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Peacekeepers helm was still the correct pick though. It's yeah. good. It's just way too good of a card.
0: Okay. So next pack, um or next pick. This is Pack Two, Pick Five. Cards in Contention, there's a Rakano banner
1: and a Bright Mace Paladin. Well so what would you pick? Oh man. This one's actually tight because like you said before, the you know, the fixing is starting to look a little... I mean, he, he literally doesn't have any at this point. Um, Not that that's a problem, necessarily, this far into... Uh, I feel like pack pack three is a lot of times the, the moment where you're getting a little frenzied for keeping your eyes open sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you do kind of want to just stay on the train of f- rounding out your deck first, like going for the higher impact cards and then... Right. You know, later on, once you kind of have filled out your numbers, going with banners and strangers and stuff. Um, so I probably would have taken the Paladin. Yeah, and over the so did McConnell he. Banner. Okay,
0: nice. And he said, one of these days we'll pick
1: fixing. <laughs> I know. Yep, this, We're definitely kind of deep in the draft for no yeah. fixing. I usually feel like I have a stranger, an on-color stranger at this point, but he hasn't had an opportunity to take anything like that yet, unfortunately.
0: Okay, so this is uh, pick six in pack two. And cards in contention, there's a Rampart Arbalest, which is the five Justice Justice, plus one, plus five, summon, plus three, attack this turn. There's a Mithril Mace, which is the five Justice Justice, plus three, plus four, and a flash freeze, and they took the rampart arbalest.
1: Interesting. I actually yeah. think Mithril Mace is a better card. Um, in in a vacuum, in general, I I, I think the arbalest. Its only advantage is it has a extra health, which I, I feel. No, like it
0: has an extra attack too.
1: Oh, well, yeah, it hits oh, for... Well, yeah, it hits for it, that's true. It does hit for four the first time. Um, and then the next time it only can hit for one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was plus three. I don't know. I I think they're close. Um, mm-hmm. There is, uh, like you said, you added flash freeze and the cards in contention because that card is very good. Yeah. Although, at this point, he's so light on fixing... <laughs> Maybe he's just really like, uh, you know, gonna stay on the Ricano train and because because I think Flash Freeze is better than either of those two cards. I agree. Um, pretty much in every deck. So, I, I would have been tempted to just pick the Flash Freeze here. I'd say, um, but as far as the argument about whether Arbalist or Mace is better, i do not. I actually, it's kind of close. Closer than you think.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, and then um, pack two pick six. He finally got some fixing in a seek power, which it seems like shouldn't be going
1: pick six, but does. All right. Yep. Now and we then, are, are jumping ahead to the final deck. Yeah. Here and, and holy moly, he got some crazy good stuff. <laughs> and, and pack pack three was nice to
0: was nice to him. Um, yeah. So he ends up being primarily. Fire, um with the you know a Rakano decks uh not quite splashing primal, but with just a couple primal cards. One of those being Ava, which is always great to see in your deck. There's a changey stick. He has a wind cloak in this deck, which I'm a little surprised about. Um especially because he has so many good flyers. It just seems like Not necessarily the way you need to be winning the game.
1: Yeah, Windcloak is a tough card. I I actually had a decent Windcloak deck recently, but it was uh, also helping to power out my Outriders. The Outriders already have flying, so it doesn't really matter. But I I just needed some extra relics. Um, I also had triple of the Sentinel that gets 6 plus 6 with relics. so. I, like, literally had to play Windcloak, but Windcloak activates for four. Yeah. And that's just not, it's just bad. Like, for some reason, you think in your head, you're like, it costs two, activates for two, right? No, it activates for four, so it's really, it takes up almost your entire turn for a single single activation.
0: Yeah, I've never gotten it to work, but in my mind, it would require time to be in my deck for me to want to play Windcloak.
1: Yeah, I've I've had it work as well, but it yeah, like uh, it's really good for getting like Power Breach Sentinels through the air yeah. and stuff like that. I think yeah, those are the scenarios where that cards it, This yes. this is the type of deck it's it's mostly it looks like a Rakano uh aggro essentially. Like yes. he's he's definitely has a early curve. He's got the District Infantry, he's got two fire main Lioness, Forgemaster. He picked up a Rakano Outlaw which to me is like the best two drop in the format. <laughs> yes, it's got a Skycrag Stranger, Bright Mace Paladin. Uh, he picked up a Rebel Sharpshooter and has the Red Canyon Smuggler. Um, yeah, this this deck feels like it's it's wanting to have more early impact cards, and Windcloak might not be. He pl- he ended up having to play two Smith's Hammers. It looks like as well. Yes. Um, which is. Interesting. I I mean, I I like Smith's hammer is, is, uh, necessary in certain deck lists. It's good on his sharpshooter. It's good on his outlaw. Um, it's pretty good on the flyers, obviously the Falcon and the Ava. Yeah. yeah. It it looks like he, he had to scrounge a little bit for playables to me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a research assistant, which made your list. Um, and his fixing was a little light. He ended up getting a seek power, a barrel through the research assistant, and then a token of instinct. The token was the only power, sort of base fixing that he got. Oh, and a bannerman, I guess. So I don't. I guess he's fine on. He's he's fine on fixing in the end.
1: Well, it's it's borderline. It's yeah. it's good. It's good enough. I yeah. Think. It, it, this isn't like an ideal scenario in terms of the fixing. Like, getting to that double Primal consistently for Ava is going to be tough. And, you know, he had to play maybe a few extra Primal Sigils than he probably wanted to. Yeah. Um, Considering, like, almost all of his other plays are just straight Ricano, Right. Um, So even having to play four Primal Sigils probably feels a little bad. But he's got the Seek power. You know, Barrel Through can do it. Um,
0: Cool. So, yeah, but he ended up going (laughs) 7-2 with this deck.
1: (laughs) Research so. assistant with Ava, right? This Is yeah. Is this the deck you're talking about?
0: Yeah, it actually is, now that I see it. This was the deck I was talking about. And he says it won him a game. Nice. Getting a turn three tribute to Ava. Nice. Um, I,
1: yeah, that's a combo.
0: And then, like you would expect, you know, smuggler grabbing like a copat or the aerialist copash won me another game. Um, cool. He said twin barrel and smith hammer on Rakano outlaw won me two games. So, I think that's uh, you know, this is a I think this is a deck that maybe requires a little bit of luck, but if you get, you know, your cards in the right order, you're you can do some pretty fast and powerful
1: things. Oh yeah, if he's if he's curving out properly, he's he's got some potential draws that are just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even something like Ricano outlaw into Red Canyon smuggler into Loyal Falcon or something, uh, well, yeah. that sounds not- Really brutal. <laughs> All right,
0: cool. Well, so that's uh, that's our draft for this week. Like I Thank, said... Thanks
1: again for sending it in, yours little yeah, mate.
0: please. Well. And if anyone else would like to send in a draft, uh, please feel free. Again, that's farmingeternal at uh, gmail.com. Uh, and that's the end of our show. So once again, a reminder for to everyone to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Uh, it helps people find us. Also, give us uh, continued thumbs up on all of Barefoot Farmers uh, Reddit posts. That I also think helps uh, people find us. And just in Discord or anywhere you talk about Eternal, if you or on streams, if you see anyone get a seven-win run, if you just mention our email to have them send in a deck list. You know, the more data we get the better our analysis is and the more information that we can pass along to the community. So, you know, just spread the word and try to get as many people as you can to send us uh, all their seven-win deck lists. And once again, that is farmingeternal at com. And remember to keep on farming. You ready to do bonus content? No way, I can't.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And it, was the brothers... pretty, it was a pretty exciting tournament, though. It was I, uh, It was wild. Yeah. I It was <coughs> crazy to watch Nova go all the way, basically.
0: Yeah, you know, he just did um, another podcast, this time with Neon. Oh, he, yeah, I, I listened to parts of it earlier. Did you listen to him mention your name twice? Oh, wow, I got two mentions? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I heard one, I didn't realize I got twice. Twice. Well, I mean, I was. We didn't do enough testing, but we did some. The you know that morning of.
0: Right yeah. No. Things. He. He talked about you in regard to yeah the practicing testing with him, and then he talked to you in regard about uh, playing the Ixton control deck.
1: Oh yeah. A while yep. back. Cool. So. No. Oh, yeah. That that was fun though. I, I helped him uh, practice for overmaster. We did some mirror matches. <laughs> yeah it was it, you know we it was fun it was kind of like we get to break things down a little bit um he already understood the deck way better than i did though so i don't know how much <laughs> <help> <laughs> I could be.
0: yeah so okay well i guess we did have some bonus content i'll leave that in there oh you don't have to it's or whatever no that's fine okay stop recording